Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clar and Company. Wake up in the morning. Jim Morrison the doors help me. <laughs> Props are helping you too. As we segue, uh, I'm Michael Clark. He's Mark Knudsen. We segue into Broncos Blast with Ian St. Clair. You can follow Ian at Ian St. Clair and at Mile High Report. Read his great stuff there. We're just ahead of talking some Broncos. We'll tell you that uh, this section brought to you by Framed R, 3065 South Broadway. From personal and sports memorabilia to museum quality fine art. Go where I go, where the Broncos go, and uh, all the teams in town and all the colleges. Uh, award-winning framer for all of Metro Denver, framed to art, 3065 South Broadway. And we've told you this story before, but on the heels of his Hall of Fame induction, uh, when Pat Ike, Pat Bolin, the loved uh, owner of the Broncos, passed, they wanted the highest quality work and needed to be on time. Uh, all the framing for the Bowlin Memorial celebration for the fans at Mile High Stadium. They went where the Broncos have gone for decades to Brian Hart at Framed Art 3065 South Broadway. And we're also brought to you, Mar- Mark Knutson, by Stoney's. Stoney's Bar and Grill, 10th uh, and Lincoln in the heart of downtown Denver. Uh, your place to watch all the games, every game's on at Stoney's. Pre-game, post-game, they're all on. Stoney's Uptown at Park Avenue 17th will be hosting Nebraska Cornhusker can watch parties this year for wants a big red. So whatever, whatever game you want to see, whatever team you want to see, go watch them at Stoney's Bar and Grill. And we will recap the uh, Broncos' uh, second preseason game, a loss to Seattle, by welcoming him our uh, current 
uh, our Bronco correspondent and guest for this segment, Ian St. Clair. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, guys. Morning. I, I have a feeling we'll be getting into a little bit of what happened in that game as we go into our initial topic here. Three bubble non-starters who should make this roster, and then uh, we'll talk next about, uh, after we go through those, all three of us, three bubble non-starters that don't look like they should make this roster. But let's start positive. So the three that I'm going with is, uh, the, the, the obvious one is Malik Reed. I think the way that he, the undrafted, Edge guy from Nevada has flashed throughout the course of training camp, and now the first two preseason games, he has two sacks in his first two games in the preseason. Malik Reed is a no-doubter. I think the other one is Devontae Bosby. I think the way that he has come in, and since he, he's played in Fangio's system before, he's shown that he can get after the ball and create turnovers whether it's in 7-on-7 or in 11-on-11 throughout practice. So I think he's going to be the the fourth cornerback. And then the third one is on offense. I think it's going to be River Craycraft because I think they need to have somebody who can get back there and return punts or return kicks if need be. Whether or not he goes into the season as the starter in that position, we'll see. But I I think River Craycraft is going to find his way onto this roster. Mark? Well, I'm not going to claim to have the – to look at this that Ian can, can have, obviously. I'm looking at it more from a surface perspective. Um, I've been very impressed with Muhammad, the running back who played, uh, started the first preseason game, played a lot last game. He, he re- returns kicks as well. I don't know if there's going to be a place for him on the roster, but you, you hope so. You hope he's somebody that can, can contribute. I like what he's able to do. Um, I think Sue Cravens is going to be – I mean, he, there's a lot of talk about him last year when they brought him over and all that business, but he looks a lot more comfortable in this defense than he did in the others. So I think you're going to see something out of him. Um, I would be concerned about Michael Booker with the addition of Theoretic. By Michael Booker, following the opening kickoff, Thursday uh, night didn't help. Um, he, he may be playing for – actually, Michael. I'm sorry, it's Devontae. Uh, I – I'm, if I'm him, I'm concerned about my roster spot. He really, I think he really needs the up things. And, and Austin Ford is a big loss. Uh, that was a kid who was going to make the squad. Probably, obviously, he's out for the year, but um, he was probably going to be on the team. And I, I, you'll have to help me in. The guy who's going to take Eddie Janovich's place is going to make the team, too, because I don't think they're very deep at fullback, but they need a fullback in this offense. And, and a special teams guy, and Janovich is out for two months. So, um, there's a lot, there's a roster spot for that guy. Yeah, uh, he, he, we'll know his name soon. I think it's Alston. Alston, <laughs> Alston, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, three bubble start non-starters. You guys have mentioned most of my guys. With you on Malik Reed. With you on Sua Cravens. And this is mostly on promise. I'm starting to see this staff get the. I, I think this guy's got an incredible upside. Uh, and they're starting to use him and show what he can do. He's around the ball. And the other guy, he may wind up the fifth starter, but I have been impressed since last year uh, with this sleeper, Isaac Yadam. Uh, I think that as a cornerback, he, he makes plays. He's around the ball. He gives them terrific depth. And again, uh, we last segment were saying, what are we encouraged by in the DeBroncos? For me, it's the defensive backfield, the talent there that uh, uh, second only on the team to the outside linebacker pass rushers like Von Miller uh, for me. Uh, Ian, uh, you want to comment on that or get right into the guys who shouldn't make this team? I totally agree with the secondary. I think as it stands now, I think the cornerbacks will be Chris Harris Jr., Bryce Callahan, Isaac Yadam, and Devontae Bosby will be your third and fourth cornerbacks. I think, I, I, and I'm in agreement, <clears throat> excuse me, with Sue Cravens, I think, especially in the safety position, 
they have some depth there. So I think he needs to continue to do what he's done the first couple of weeks in camp. And then in the next two preseason games is when he's really going to get the opportunity to show that he belongs on the roster. And then the fullback that uh, Michael or uh, that uh, Mark mentioned was uh, George Aston. I think it, with Janovich going to be out six to eight weeks with his, with his peck, with a strained peck, I think uh, George Aston had a couple of flashes on Thursday that he's going to be able to step in and and we'll see if they're going to just go with him or if they're going to try to find somebody, whether it's tight end or a fullback or someone who can do both once the the cuts start happening. Indeed. All right. Guys who shouldn't make the roster, I'll lead off. I'll mention a name that's been mentioned. uh, It's been mentioned several of his names. Devontae Booker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't see a place for this guy and continues to underimpress. <laughs> and uh, Don Barkley uh, on the offensive line, God, the, the depth on the offensive line behind Wilkinson is just a little scary here. You know, we all root for the local guy, Sam Jones, but there doesn't seem to be much there. And I would just cut the entire special teams unit. Uh, Kelvin McKnight at least uh, made a made a good catch uh, on a punt return. I'll, I'll say he had hands there, but God, that that's scary too if you're a Bronco fan, Ian. Yeah, I, I'm in total agreement with there, and I think one of the guys who I, I, that I had on my list, and I'm not saying he's going to get cut, but they need to bring in another punter. I Kobe Wadman struggled with with hang time. I get the stats were there that he had two inside the inside the twenty yard line, but he didn't set up his his uh, his uh, his special team his punt coverage unit. So they need to get somebody in here to, to start competing with with Wadman to figure out the punting issues because that that cannot be an issue in Denver. You should be able to to get good hang time and get your 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 coverage units set up to where you're not getting returns on. So. Uh, the other one I'm going to throw out, and it's just because of, the, of how Draymond Jones has, has flashed over the course of preseason and, the, and training camp, Demarcus Walker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a spot on the roster for him at this point unless he just comes out and, and balls balls out the next two games to make it difficult for L.A. and Fangio. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Ian, uh, um, Fangio said something very interesting. Kizzle mentioned it last last segment, um, maybe guys' technique is bad or maybe they're just not very good. All the penalties, all the mistakes that were made in that game. You would have thought, based on the fact that the Broncos are playing the second preseason game when Seattle was playing the first, that the Broncos would, have, would be a little bit cleaner with the way they played. They were worse, I thought, in this game, uh, execution-wise, than they were in Ken. And that's a concern. I mean, I, I'm wondering, when, when Pandy says guys are just not that good, who's he talking about specifically? Is this a Garrett Bowles thing? Who's he talking about? Who's the guy, who's the, who are the ones committing all the penalties? I think it's the second. I, I, I think the first half was very was was very good for the Broncos. I think the second half is where it dropped off, and I think those are that's the the fringe number two guys and number three guys. And so I, I think that's where Fangio is talking about it. So I'm not I'm not concerned about the starters. I'm not concerned about the the first level of of depth guys, but it's. It's once you start getting into the the bottom of the number twos and then the number three guys where you're starting to get issues. And I'm I'm curious to see what Fangio and the coaching staff does over the next week, especially when the 49ers come in for the joint practices. 
what they do to get those guys either to stop committing these dumb penalties and these mistakes, or if they just let them continue to drown. Because as Fangio said, you're either stupid or you're just not in the right position to do it. <laughs> well, you don't have and, the talent. You're just not good enough, which I yeah, think sends a so, strong message to a lot of these guys, like, up your game or you're gone. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And the concern here, Ian, is because we know this, those, that top offense you're talking about, the first 11 that, that went out and played really well, they're not going to be intact. Maybe two weeks in the season, they're not going to be intact. You have to have some of these fringe number two guys step up in the prominent playing roles. They're going to have to contribute if this team is going to stay afloat because injuries and attrition will happen. It happens every year. It's unavoidable. And if you don't have some depth, and that's something we've been talking about the whole show so far, if you don't have some depth to plug some holes when guys go down, you're in deep, deep trouble. Ian, in the last uh, few seconds here, tell us about what's coming up for you in Mile High Report. I have a story coming on Sunday that is going to be focusing on the familiarity between all the defensive coaches from Vic Fangio, Ed Donatel, and Brandon Staley, and how that contributes to what they want the defense to be, but also the familiarity that Ed Donatel has with the Broncos and how much that can help out, because this is his third stint with the Broncos, and he's been here from the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows when he was here with Josh McDaniel. So he has a a good insight as to what Vic Fangio wants to do, but also what the Broncos want to do. And I'll be uh, adding in some comments from a safety who played with Ed Donatel and Steve Atwater. So you can look for that story coming up on, on Sunday. Very nice. We love reading you in Mile High Report and listening to your blogs. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, guys. All right. When we come back, it uh, we stick with football, but the collegiate brand, because there's never an off-season for talking college football on this show. Uh, preach. <laughs> and uh, we begin our weekly, uh, we return to our weekly segments of Ram Roundup. Kelly Lyle from the Coloradans in. Mark Knudsen wants to talk defense. Will the Rams be able to tackle this season at all?